Hi, everyone. Welcome to Legally Bilingual. This is Dara, and with me is... <laughs> we do have a very special guest today. We have Brandon Nunez with us, but I'll let Sasha continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon Nunez is uh, another one out at our law school, and he's also bilingual, um, just like us. So we wanted him to share like his experiences like any other law school student, but especially as a bilingual one. And, you know, Dada and I have been talking about like different content we would like to add to our podcast. And even though our main focus is bilingual law students, um, in the process, we can actually mix it up with regular law school experiences. And that's why last week we had Gina Cooper with us. And today we have Brandon. Yeah, which we're just, um, you know, trying to let you guys know what's, what the different experiences have been. And if you do have any questions or anything you want us to address, we say this every time. But you can find us on Instagram. We're Legally Bilingual there as well. And you can just send us a message, send us any questions, and we can just keep addressing those. Yeah, and, and Brandon, if you want to uh, start and like telling us a little about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a law student uh, at Elon Law School University. Um, I come from Texas. I originally am born in Austin, Texas. My parents are Colombian and Dominican. Uh, mom's side, Colombian, dad's side, Dominican. Um, I went to UTA. It's a big school out here in Texas, uh, the University of Texas at Arlington. And what I studied prior to law school was political science. So I thought about what I wanted to do in my future and uh, being bilingual. And I, I, th I think it's very funny that you said that you know, oh, we're trying to bring other people in. It's just the Hispanic culture to bring people in and be united and want to do something great together. <laughs> I, I, really thought, I really thought that was awesome because that's something that, that it's one of the main reasons I'm here in law school is uh, really being a good representation of Hispanics, you know, and wanting to, want, yeah. wanting to do something with that. And noticing that a lot of uh, friends, family, they, you know, they're, they're comfortable where they're at and, and it's not a big deal, right? They, they enjoy their lives mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we pretty much enjoy everything. We enjoy uh, Loteria, Parcheesi, <laughs> whatever it may be, right? <laughs> My parents are obsessed with Parcheesi yeah. right now. Uh, that's, their, that's, <laughs> that's their COVID calm. But um, it's just doing all that to uh, really get a blended experience and show, show the United States, you know, what Hispanics could do. Because I haven't seen... Yeah, well, much of that, and and it, it irks me, you know, having a having such a great culture, you know, a loving culture, a really mm -hmm. undivided culture is is what I feel like we have, and um, you know, when a, a time of division in the United States, I thought, you know, law school. <laughs> 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 right? and, that's awesome. And who would think that, right? That's what that's what everybody keeps telling me. <laughs> yeah, when I like when I, my experience in college, uh, um, I didn't go through that uh, process of like being uh, in lower numbers like I was just home because oh, wow. in home is Puerto Rico to me so it's the first time I'm like in an academic setting with uh, diverse people and like I, I don't know how many Hispanics there are in our class but there aren't very much of them Perfect. like yeah and it was, it was like yeah we should get together and like talk and see how our experiences are as Hispanics and bilingual students in law school. Yeah, no, that's one of those things that, like, I never fully realized, you know, one of the reasons I never, like, fully considered law school just because of 
what I'm used to back at home. And when I first started having those conversations with um, staff at UNCW and they were like, no, 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 you don't realize like we need more Latinos in the legal field. And I was Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yes, that is true. (laughs) I was just so used to growing up at home where that's just not something you really think about. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree with you. And I think uh, your experience at Puerto Rico, it's not... It's not an uncommon one, right? And even mm-hmm. here, for me, I, I was in the fourth diverse school in the nation. And so coming here is just a complete difference. It's the opposite for me. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So, so for me, it's just like, wow, there's no Hispanics here. I don't know where to dance. I don't know where to talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> no, me yeah. Know. <laughs> so so I, got, I got lucky. As soon as I got here, um, uh, fui a un lugar que se llama... La, la Cauca, or algo así. I think I told you all about it. It's it's a it's a restaurant, a South American restaurant, and they have a good mix of Colombian, Peruvian, Panamanian food. Nice. Oh yeah, and it, that hit home because we have a we have a family restaurant here in here in Austin, a Colombian restaurant that uh, we started with uh, somebody I call my grandma. She's not my actual grandma. With, with Hispanic families, it's either you have a billion family members or... Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Or you have none. So, <laughs> so, 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 so that's, that's my occurrence is having none because we uh, immigrated here. And so all of our families back home, you know, and so it's very much not a very uh, connected family in that sorts where, uh, you know, you get to see him every day. You get to have a grandpa mm-hmm. there, grandma there and so on. Right. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that meeting yoshi i don't know i don't know if y'all met her yet um oh, she, sure. yeah, yeah, so yeah she's super awesome and super sociable but she was like oh yeah i thought it was the only one and this was like the second weekend i thought it was the only one i've been looking for a place to dance can't find anywhere <laughs> <laughs> right i definitely will say like it's been weird you know i haven't really been leaving the apartment at all with COVID mm. happening so like i just don't know where to eat what to do like i feel like i don't really know greensboro at all yet <laughs> And we can't know it, right? And that's and that's right. and that's the biggest hindrance is I don't want to, uh, you know, suscept people to being a COVID exposure or anything like that. And we're, I mean, we're getting the tests and stuff and so on, but it, it's it's scary. But we're not getting the the primal law school experience of getting to know a new town, yeah. getting to sure. know our professors, law firms, lawyer, other lawyers, networking. And it was crazy because ILS was all about networking, right? Right. I know. (laughs) Here's everything you should be doing, but here's the pandemic where you can't do it. (laughs) Beautifully said. (laughs) So I I think the biggest thing is like creating our own opportunities. So with the, um, it's really going to differentiate people who decide to settle and who decide to just adventure out and, you know, expose yourself. And, and find new ways. It's all, it's all about finding new ways. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I think this podcast is beautiful. I, I, so many people would love to know what's going on through people's heads. I was going through law school in the middle of a pandemic and starting in, in, the, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you need to like text us the name of the restaurant again because we need to like try. To- Wait, oh. Yeah, we need to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to look it up right now. I think it's it's called Cacao's. I Cacao's. Yeah, Cacao's. Yeah, it's called Cacao's Latin American restaurant. Okay. And uh, it's, on, it's on Baghdad. Um, well, I will write that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing food. And they even invited me. They, they were so, this is how wonderful Hispanics are. They invited me to go play volleyball. And they don't even know me, you know, I said. <laughs> but, but 
that's just our wonderful culture of being inviting. And I think that uh, it really dawned on me when coming to Elon is that that culture wasn't there and that mm-hmm. culture was very closed off. And so I even told uh, some of the administration, like, we got to do something, you know, something's, something needs to start turning the gears to where the students feel heard and they uh, feel loved, you know, for who mm-hmm. we are and not, uh, not just being, I don't know, just, it, 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 they don't, they, it seemed like they didn't want diversity. They just wanted lawyers, you know? Right, and yeah. They don't know the importance of diversity to law, I feel like. And I feel like they, they hounded on it, but when we talked about it and when the, when the conversation came about, it wasn't there. Right, yeah. That's so funny to me just because, and I've, we'll, we can talk more about how the experience has been like moving from Texas to here and what that has looked like. It's just funny because my undergrad experience, like, I feel like Elon has actually been very helpful and proactive. So to me, it's been kind of the flip side where I'm like, weirdly impressed. And I didn't think I would be, but I'm sure you had a very different experience moving to North Carolina. I guess, I guess, yeah, doing the comparison, since you came in Texas has a very uh, large Hispanic community um, compared to like North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why you see that. And and I totally get it. I think it, it's more in, like the law students because um, I, I think they kind of tried and like I thought the unconscious bias um, book they made us read was very good. Bias? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I guess that helps me too to understand where people sometimes come from. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think it's more like everybody's scared. It's the first year, um, and, and like trying to get there and like socializing in the middle of a pandemic and not knowing what we're doing and like the stress of class. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, it's I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, but you know, maybe I think the law schools are like focusing on the pandemic and COVID and trying to deal with it too. So, but yeah, it's something that we need to bring up and talk to them. I'm, I'm glad you did. Oh, well, I was uh, heard through one ear and not the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but, gotcha. But, but, but it's okay, right? So what, what I... But, that, but that's how we start change, right? That's and that's exactly it. Perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. We, we are the change, right? And I think Tucson yeah. said it well, and I'm, I'm so glad they had him as a speaker for us uh, mm-hmm. during our uh, introduction to the law school. And he really just stated it. I mean, it takes one person or a group of people to just be the ones and really make that change yeah. and, and inspire people. And I feel like that, that could be us, you know, <laughs> it could be us for the Hispanic <laughs> population on a national level. And uh, yeah, so the, the change from Texas, it, it was wild. I, I can tell you this, that um, in Texas, we are always questioning. And I think that's what makes the, you know, the, the little university feeling over there quite different is that, we question mm-hmm. it. We always want better and we never settle. Right. And I feel like that's the trend that mm-hmm. the United States is going on. Right. I mean, you, you guys are from Puerto Rico. And uh, so yeah. I've been to Colombia and Dominican Republic and it's just completely different world. And I'm and I'm thankful to be here is uh, is my status. Right. Is um, mm-hmm. that little things like security go go long ways. I mean, I was walking in Colombia and, you know, I saw somebody with a gun and I thought it was going to be the end of my days. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but over here, I can sense a sense of security and, and love and, and people just wanting to do something with their lives and whatever that may be, they have a dream. 
Um, yeah. um, it feels good to be a part of that dream. But Texas, we question a lot of things and a lot of people uh, just are expecting better. So when I came here, it's, it's not like, you know, Elon wasn't always in the plans. Um, I wanted to go to Texas, but Elon was one of the few people doing hybrid. And that's what, yeah. that's what got me. And then this next semester, I don't know how that's going to go. But uh, right. they're, they're, telling, they're telling us one thing, but I'm hearing through the administration another that they might uh, go full online. And that, that's going to be detrimental to my grades. I don't know how that's going to work out. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty scared about that, too. Like, I wasn't too excited when I saw that criminal law, which is one of the courses that really interests me, um, is just going to be completely online. And I hope they find ways to keep us engaged because we're not used to doing this. And I guess they're not used to it either. But I'm like, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. And it wasn't until the, uh, the student town hall that they had on requests from the ABA because uh, so I, I was fortunately because I have a big mouth um, I was invited to uh, <laughs> co-host for the ABA uh, meeting when they came down and nice yeah so when I talked to them it was it it was like you know they're doing their best in the middle of a pandemic but mm-hmm. we are aspiring to do what other universities do instead of aspiring to do the best that we can do that's what got me right mm. is that I feel mm-hmm. like we can do so much better uh, coming from the technology perspective I'm sure y'all have plenty of issues as we have um, oh absolutely and we had issues till the last day of class <laughs> and, wow. and, and it's just quite scary to know that um, you know that's the amount of effort that they're putting into fixing our just normal sound audio simple as that right good internet right uh, stuff that they should have invested in and um, that they have the money in right we're all paying or we mm-hmm. have scholarships that you know we earned and that pays it <laughs> right yeah yeah uh, it's just it's very hard to you know get used to because the new thing was just law school <laughs> <laughs> right oh, oh yeah oh, we're in a completely different boat right we're, we're, we're just we're flying we're flying blind <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but now like we we can't really ask other people because we're like the first people dealing with exactly. this in a while. Oh yeah, um, I can't even ask about law school. I don't know any lawyers. I don't know anybody like that. You know, and that's the that's the crazy thing about being Hispanic in law school is like you know very few of us uh, have a lineage of lawyers, and so mm-hmm. we. I don't know about y'all. Uh, speaking for myself, um, first time law student in my family and all the families that I know. <laughs> So, so there's nobody to ask questions for me and uh, I think uh, depending on the administration to be welcoming and helpful and I don't know if I've gotten that because of COVID right right well and that's that was one of our goals with this was to be able to maybe you know speaking from our own experience and hopefully being able to do more um, having more guests like you to be able to allow people to kind of get that inside scoop that many don't get because we're first generation or because they don't have uh, family members or friends that have been through it. So hopefully we can be that resource for many others. Yeah, I love that. But we still need help too. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I feel like I'm treading water, but um, I think most of the time I'm just, and and I tell my dad this and I tell my family, you know, I'm just grateful to have this opportunity and, and that's where I'm at. So regardless of what happens or what's going down, uh, let's say, I mean, CIPRO, for for us, we've been getting demolished since the very beginning of the semester. And and I didn't do so hot on the first quiz, but the test and everything else, I did 
quite phenomenal on. It's because nice. um, I decided to make a change for myself, you know, just knowing what I need to do and saying, Brandon, their office might not be open and you can just walk in and say hello, but you're just going to have to jump in those Zoom hours and act like it's an office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's been a lot of, you know, I feel like law school on its own is a lot of trial and error, but then law school in a pandemic, it's we have to be even more proactive about everything Sorry, right now I, I didn't and hear that it cut off for a little bit okay <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going. okay is that one of the one of the times that we say cut off and come back <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I'll yeah. Cut off. <laughs> no worries uh, um but yeah I was just saying that law school usually you already have to be very proactive and now on top of a pandemic it's just we really have had to oh, step yeah. it up Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and and I love the uh, the other podcast that I listened to you speak uh, speak on, and you said the higher expectations. Oh man, those higher expectations! I I I, I thought they, <laughs> they would sympathize and know that we're in the middle of a pandemic. We have we might have family members that die from COVID, especially being such a, a, a cultured <laughs> population that doesn't care, think that COVID is real. Uh, I don't know how many family members I have of those. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. you know it's it's really daunting daunting on our lives and to hear that um sasha i think you you said you had kids that's that's even that's even harder yeah. and i mean i can't shoot i'm i'm complaining about my situation but your situation is probably 10 times harder than mine <laughs> <laughs> you know that you're saying that it's funny cuz i say that about other people too so i guess it's just all about being oh, yeah. resilient you know figuring out like I guess sometimes we have high expectations, but at the same time, those people may have high expectations about other people and like no one knows what to do, what's what's good, what's not. Everybody's like, it's it's always like, yes, no, about this COVID pandemic, school, everything. And and it's just, it's, it's about surviving, but at the same time being resilient and just figuring things out yeah. with mm-hmm. what we have, with what we have, I guess. But yes, it's important to let, them know um that they can do more uh, you know as a school and and the students also need to know that we can do more to you know find ways to network online and you know if we can't have lunch with an attorney or someone just like do a virtual meeting you know figuring things out getting out of that comfort zone I guess oh yeah Sasha and the ABA said something really well that we are the consumers and that's what I want to remind everybody is that Regardless mm-hmm. if we're getting a law degree and that's what we're receiving from them, we're putting in the work. You know, we're here putting in the work mm-hmm. and we should be availed, <laughs> right? I'm getting new words from law school. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should be getting availed more opportunities from stemming from that. It should not be less opportunities. And I feel like COVID's really hit. And uh, I don't know if y'all have spoken to the 2003Ls no. for their perspective, but it's been on them too. Absolutely. I think a a lot of people, you know, I mean, law school can be very stressful on its own. It's just also to remember, like you said, you know, we are the consumer, Mm -hmm. we are the client. And if we don't prioritize it, the law school, they're not going to either. It's really up to us as students to know what we want and and kind of set the bar. And that's why Mm -hmm. I'm saying we can set the bar higher. And um, looking at other Mm -hmm. schools, I'm, I'm tired of hearing, oh, well, Harvard's doing this, UNC's doing this. Well, what about Elon? What is Elon doing that people are looking to us to do? And uh, I think that's what makes a difference between uh, us uh, receiving a better education and going forth and being a well-known school, uh, at least at least beyond the area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it's all yeah. about making hard decisions. We're in a, on every level, <laughs> we're in a phase where everybody has oh, to make yeah. hard decisions. And if, you know, if you're a leader, if you are, you know, whatever it is, and even in a household, there's that hard decisions to be made during this pandemic on every level. Oh, yeah. That's My dad so was true. over there saying that he's a, he feels like a CEO. <laughs> he, he's, he's having to, to come for me while, while I'm a, away from home and I'm having to help my business and then he's got the family business and his job it's just we've got so many so many jobs and things like that that everybody's going through their own battles and hardships and uh, I think that's the craziest thing is that usually these people aren't going through uh, as many battles but now everybody is everybody you're you're not you're not finding that one person that's not and super super positive <laughs> and so it's just like everybody's like oh my god i had a hard day why well, had a hard day too <laughs> right 2020, 2020 in a nutshell, nutshell. I, I think that's what we've all been saying and listening to to webster dictionary and all these dictionaries saying well we're not going to have a word of the word of the year because if the word of the year uh was made it would be quarantine <laughs> <laughs> So in like in the study level of law school, what did you find out worked for you? What didn't because of all the changes? Because I, I was telling Dara the other day, I mean, actually it was this morning. I told her like, I made binders for each class and I did not use them. <laughs> oh my all. God, I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste time doing this next trimester. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... <laughs> pivotal ways to to differentiate you from the other student is the running outline keep it on one document don't don't worry about it just break down the document like you would a book create a table of contents uh really break down what the syllabus is going to look like and that'll help you organize yourself let you know where you're at let you know what's important i think that uh their syllabuses should be created like that you know being professors and knowing what's important but it's kind of throwing everything that they can at us so we can really get a wide view on uh, what it is we're looking at and so um mm-hmm. Sasha I'm like you I like uh I like study groups so what did I do I uh, talked to a bunch of people and I create study groups and um it, it was tough and some people don't like hanging out in the middle of the pandemic so a lot of zoom calls <laughs> a lot of uh jumping into one <laughs> right. library room when only one person is allowed and waiting to get caught by the librarian um, <laughs> I, I think just pushing the limit on anything we can do. And I, I'm sure the librarians hate me. Um, but but one thing that they can see <laughs> is that I'm trying, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm do, doing what, yeah. we, right, that's what, true. what I can with what I have and uh, really trying to make a difference in my education and trying to keep it to the status quo because this is what they were probably doing when everything was okay. And um, the limits mm-hmm. on everything, I don't know. I, I feel like they should just start testing us at the door if they want us to, uh, <laughs> you know, get, get the liberty to do anything in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so those study groups help. I, I, like, yeah. I like the library too, but it was like feeling like one of the fewer people that were there was not oh, yeah. good. Since I was, this is not motivating. I just want to go home. But if I go home, I won't mm. read. <laughs> so it's just figuring out. I need to, I need to find a routine or something that would keep me engaged and just stay in that office and actually work if everything's going to be oh, online. Oh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I, I don't know what office that's going to be, 
but uh i like for for me i have an apartment small apartment obviously i sold sold everything when i uh left texas uh and just left myself high and dry and i said well i'll just buy new things when i get there and law school's expensive obviously (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) a lot of it was offer up and uh trying to save (laughs) i don't i don't know if y'all ever heard of that app yeah but um (laughs) Yeah, just uh, <laughs> r- really gauging what we can do, and I the li- talking about the library. I was I was one of the first people. I went in the August term, and I swear those librarians they created the second floor quiet zone because I was talking in Spanish uh, to my family, and I mean we would have regular conversations. <laughs> they were checking up on me, uh, but yeah, I'm, I mean, really just focusing on what you can do and what can be done, and knowing that the next day it's going to be okay. Just go until you can really go until you can and mm-hmm. if those assignments keep piling on just keep going there, there's nothing there's nothing else you can do right there's no way around those assignments there's no way around right. getting those essays done and uh just pushing forward and knowing that everything's going to be all right and I, I think one of my professors said it said oh. everybody every one of us is going to be a lawyer and what knowledge you gain is going to make you the best lawyer possible yeah yeah yeah, so we have to put in the oh, extra yeah. work and figure things out, yeah. yeah. Especially us. Did you have any <laughs> bilingual issues in legal writing? Oh, writing? yeah, Sasha, I talked to you about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so sometimes, you know, and this is like 50% of the time, which is unfortunate, uh, I think of words, and I don't know if you've noticed in this podcast, I've been pausing uh, before thinking of the next word. It's because sometimes I know it in Spanish, and I'm translating it, <laughs> and I'm transcribing it, and, yeah. I, and I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, Spanish absolutely. is a lot more detailed in uh, the way of our language. We have a billion different words to describe one thing, and in English, mm-hmm. you know, it might be one word, so trying to figure out what that word is, is tough. <laughs> oh, yeah, so and uh, I think sentence structure, that killed me in LMC, but you know what, to, to everybody out there that's going to be in law school and take law school and you're thinking about the opportunity and you're Hispanic or you're of any language uh, of any person that's bilingual or trilingual or whatever it may be. Um, I think the key is telling your professor and it's okay if they say, I don't know what to do with you because that's what happened to me. Right. Um, But she said, you know, I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try to help you and figure out what we can do. And I think I went back to seventh grade sentence structure (laughs) <laughs> but, but 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 guess what <laughs> she gave me the highest grade on the last essay uh because you know it's it, it's all about effort nice. it's all about truly the amount of effort that you're willing to put in and the amount of sacrifices you're willing to make yeah they can oh, see yeah. that yeah and I think it's funny you mentioned going back to uh seventh grade structure just because I think so much of legal writing is bringing that back to the basics and I in that sense, I think it can help us to know that as long as we're structuring things at the very basic English level, we're actually going to get the point across easier in legal writing that we would if we were writing like undergrad essays oh, yeah. or things the, like the, that. The amount of mm-hmm. transfer and language that I've done from undergrad to now, I swear I had to write so many big words. Now I'm just mm-hmm. writing, hi, hello. This is what it is. <laughs> right. The person yeah, fell, and, and, and that, period. And that's as simple as that, right? Uh, hitting those elements and, and getting uh, those little things. Like, the act was done. Yeah, this was the act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the other day I was writing something and it, it was just like regular writing and I, I didn't find a word so I just wrote yes. it in Spanish <laughs> in the middle of a, like English sentence <laughs> and then that but it was like normal chat or, or whatever but then it also happened to me that I was talking to my husband and I told him um no, vamos a llevar a los pets para casa de mami. Oh, Spanglish? Spanglish happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> and then my 12-year-old was like, mom, either you speak Spanish or English. I was like, we're a bilingual family. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So, 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 so how are you getting around That's now? so funny. Like, uh, t- taking care of your kids. I, I want to hear more about your story. I mean, Jesus, that that's just, that's just such a... Well... Yeah, uh, that's why I decided to wait until now to go to law school because um, I wanted them to start school and not have to pay for childcare oh, while yeah. I don't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we ended up doing that anyway because of the pandemic. Of yeah. course, schools are closed. So we had to pay like a private um, small school where they were like social distancing and, you know, doing all the measures that were suggested because I couldn't be like, oh, the, oh I'll just wait until next year yeah. to go to law school. It was like, I'm already admitted. I need to figure this out. What am I going to do? So they're go they're going to um like during the day while I'm in school, they're in school. Not the regular school, but you know, their private setting yeah, where course. they can learn. Yeah. And then my husband helps a lot. So if I have any days where I have to like read a lot or have to study and stay until a bit later at school, he has it all figured out. <laughs> I couldn't I, do this without I, him. I heard a very <laughs> inspirational influencer. He said that, uh, you know, you, you always have that one person that's going to be your Advil. I mean, just your pain reliever. And your husband is that. I can see. That's awesome. Well, you're going to, yeah. ho- hopefully you're going to be that when you're that's the awesome. uh, the attorney making big bucks and uh, doing big changes, whatever that may be. <laughs> that's good. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I, I was just going over yeah. like what we said we would talk about. And like, I also wanted to ask you about socialization. What do you think about that in the middle of a pandemic and law school? which has surprisingly been a little bit like yeah. high school <laughs> and, and moving to North Carolina. <laughs> I, think, uh, yeah. I, I think that that's been the one that's been hit the hardest, right? Beyond uh, our education and so on, because the professors mm-hmm. are doing really well and trying to manage and change their curriculum. I mean, some of these professors had that same curriculum for 20 years, 30 years. So changing that for them was tough, but socializing, they just haven't figured out a way to help us do that. And Uh, I've Mm -hmm. even thrown ideas at the administration saying, hey, you know, even if it's a speed dating, you know, obviously we're not going to be dating with our other students, but the whole point is to like get to know our other students. So get to know our other students speed dating. Like this. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, I I think that I adhere to a lot of concerns. So I was creating a petition. I threw out the petition because um, not many people care uh, about COVID. A lot lot of them are younger. And so... um, I know, I know quite a few high-risk people, so I'm trying to manage uh, going out and staying safe and wearing a mask and, and doing so on. But the socialization factor, I know, has been a really big issue in the university and how they gauge to where... So I, I think... So the, the events that they've been having for the Career Center have also been supposed to gauge us to hang out together. But I don't know if y'all been to those events. They're questions for the the panel yeah. and the students are quiet. I mean, there there is no socialization of any kind happening. They should at least, right. even though some people will be bothered by this, but they should oh, be like, turn yeah. on your camera. Heck yeah. We want to see. 
like you know and that way people are like okay let me i have to engage in this and oh yeah kind of right like now. how buck did i i love that uh the communication wasn't a grade because I was <laughs> in the midst of everything. But um, <laughs> just like she did where she said, you know, when you're with me, you have to turn on your camera, turn on your mics and uh, be there. And I think that's the difference, right? Is that all of us getting the chance mm-hmm. to hide. I mean, many of us, maybe probably 50% of us, right, are introverts. And having to expose ourselves yeah. like that is tough. <laughs> and uh, so I'm a big introvert, extrovert guy. There are some days that I'm an extrovert and some days where I just don't want to talk to anybody. But uh, yeah, no, hit me with you it. You know no, what's I, funny? I, I, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, and it might be the Latina in me, but I just do a lot of facial expressions and I've never had to like put the camera out to my face. Like when you're in a classroom, the professor sees it only kind of, but now there's a camera in front of my face and I've even in class, even with a mask on, the professor can see when they say something and I'm just like, I'm sorry, that made zero sense. Yeah. And they just like, Uh, the people behind me, they said, Brandon, your hands move all class. I swear they're they're orchestrating an orchestra or whatever it may be because they're constantly moving, Brandon. It might be a cultural thing because other people don't do things that I do. And the same yeah. thing with the facial expression, it might be a Latina thing because I do them all the time. I just can't hide like oh, what yeah. I'm thinking behind my face. Right. And, now, <laughs> and now we're putting a camera on it where everyone can just see our reactions. That's too funny. Uh, I think it's important that we just show who we are because that's part of, that's you true. know. Yeah, I think, I, 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 you know, introducing so people true. to oh, yeah. And cultures. I've been trying to do that, right? So, I mean, I think I think the first dinner that I had with uh, a group of law students and they were from different cohorts and so on. Uh, I was just trying to meet people. I told myself, I was like, I have to get out of this apartment. No more studying. You got to go talk to people. And um, <laughs> when I did that, it, it was different. You know, I think that the, the cultural inklings that we have for bringing people together and really just involving everybody in that conversation is not there for a lot of other people. And uh, that might be an that might be an American thing, right? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm guilty of it too, probably sometimes. Uh, I'm ter- I, as y'all can see, I couldn't even introduce my friend Derek to y'all. <laughs> I just keep talking. <laughs> yeah. but, but that happens quite often. Where, uh, we just don't know what to do, and especially because um, I brought my Nigerian friend, so he was black and I was Hispanic, uh, and we came to a group of like 13, 14 white white uh, co students or co law students. And, you know, they don't notice the simple things that could be just like revealing to uh, their type of culture. They had three tables on one side and there was another table on one side. And, you know, me and my friend just went to go sit to the other side. But being me, I involved them, got them crazy and talking about whatever, whatnot. And we started moving our chairs <laughs> in a circle, you know, and really creating that that unity that we should feel like we have in law school. But we don't have an opportunity to actually create within the law school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, very it's so true. Cool. I think it's it's important. That it, I think people are scared to like get out of the professionalism, and you know. Uh, oh yeah. Behavior, like sometimes you can still be friendly and funny, and you know, talk about anything without, you know, not being professional. But some people, you know, are very strict about it, 
And like I, I I've noticed when I talk to different people in school, and I have a very dark You're very dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I make jokes about things. Oh, that that's are not too great. funny! In the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> like like failing. So I I'm I'm I know where to joke like yeah. this and where not to, but sometimes um you know it, it it's just like knowing who to talk to yeah, about what completely. And, and knowing that you can trust your other students. I mean, I, I swear, I don't know how many times I've heard like, oh, we're not allowed to talk about that, but it's okay. You know, it's just like, if we're helping each other and in the middle of everything and what's going on, because there's good things to talk about and you don't have to talk about anything specific, right? I'm not talking about like breaking the honor code. I'm talking about uh, being able to, to, to transverse a subject and really get into the ground of a subject and create hypotheticals to where then you can mm-hmm. study. Because for, for our research, for example, a lot of mm-hmm. these uh, assignments were group assignments. And they don't tell you that, but the 2Os and 3Os were telling me that there were, a lot of them were group assignments, the MPT, for example. And uh, you, you don't know how helpful it would have been to have 13 brains or 14 brains uh, revolving around one subject to really help you understand when, you know, it's our first year in law school and we're, we're coming new to yeah. everything. So we don't know what to expect and how to keep up. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Hold up. So oh, these were I'm supposed so to be group Did I ruin assignments? Your day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a lot of <laughs> the research assignments were group assignments. It wasn't supposed to be so daunting, right? So if you felt how daunting these assignments were, so wow. talk about more expectations. <laughs> right? So we couldn't do the group assignments because they didn't want us next to each other. Uh, a lot of the things they told us we couldn't we couldn't do uh, uh-huh. next to each other, so they switched it, right? But did they alter it? Did they alter it for us? I don't know. I don't feel like that. That's so wild. I wish I would have known that earlier. <laughs> Which makes no sense because if they're like making us go to class and be in a room socially distanced, why can't we do that with assignments too? Like, hey, you have what? these rooms available and you can meet as groups. Just remember to keep your distance or whatever. You know, it's not because uh, at, at least in legal research for two assignments, at least uh-huh. she said we could work together. We just couldn't of have course. like the same, same answers. But at the same time, I guess that message was not out there because a lot of people. Oh were like, yeah, what are you I was doing? about to say you're lucky. Working with yeah. another person, <laughs> like we're well, allowed to. <laughs> right. Every like some cohorts were just different. Yeah. We were M- not mine allowed as well. to. Michael. And and I think yeah. it, they didn't talk about it. And I think that you probably just got a good librarian, luckily. But um, it, you know, the lack of, I don't know, empathy for what we're going through, and, and that's my biggest thing. Right, is not understanding what to do or having the training to be prepared for all of this. And they told me that they went through 30, 40 trainings throughout the summer about how to how to have school during a pandemic. Well, nobody's done this. So I don't know how what type of training they're getting, but they should ask us, <laughs> you know? If... <laughs> right. Yeah. I still don't understand uh, your research. Your, your, mind, your mind can't Sorry, I'm stuck on this. <laughs> I'm like... If we all have to be in front of a computer, why can we not be in front of I completely agree with you. I, I think a lot of the school, this, <laughs> and, and that was my biggest thing with the APA, is that they're not listening to us and that they're not doing anything to just really hear us out. And when mm. we say something or if the student body does something, they're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. We don't have to agree. And this is quote from, from our dean, uh, <laughs> Dean Bierman. It was funny. So this, I don't know if y'all heard about the survey for LMC. Well, the LMC survey was. Yes. 
Oh, yes. Oh, no. I don't know oh, why they did and it. I asked Dean Beerman, right? I asked him, I said, why did you do it? What What was the point? You just said that I was heard, but I was heard and not listened to. <laughs> and uh, I was one of the people who uh, helped create that petition. Uh, yeah. And, you know, from, from, the, from the beginning, it's almost like Oof. I knew nothing was going to happen because the director um, just mm. told me, like, you know, we can agree to, we can agree to disagree. And I said, well, that's not how this works, right? And so if a whole survey of law students are trying are trying to mimic <laughs> what the best law schools do, and this, you guys keep hounding on me that the best law schools do this. Well, how can we mimic those best law schools? Well, they have an LMC professor that lasts all year. And why? Because when they get problems like students that can't, that speak two languages and they're getting problems with sentence structure, well, guess what? With the next professor, he's gonna have to phone it, focus on sentence structure again because that professor doesn't know that, right? So they're not working with mm -hmm. them at their level than yeah. the way they need to be taught in order to be the best lawyer they can be. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that that survey thing was just so funny to me how it, it was a whole, you know, you guys worked on the petition, everyone, respond to a survey and then at the end of the day it's like i hear you and then we're still not this yeah. is what's they gonna happen <laughs> they should have they should have <laughs> but like <laughs> it was just like oh you guys voted for this yeah. but we're still gonna do this thank you for your yeah. but, but Sasha, like i said I, I think you told me you're getting a lease right you, you told me you're getting a professor a lease for lmc Oh well, you are lucky. Oh, yeah, she's yes, she's yes, yeah. She's, she's the one who worked with me for it. She she admitted not knowing what to do, but guess what? She tried, and her trying got me to gauge sentence structure better, and it's affected all my classes. Right? I feel like I'm just having stronger essays because I went back to back That's to school. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Dad and yeah. I actually talked about this in our legal writing episode, and how like it's important not to like give us you know, extra credit for something we're not doing, just to know that we're actually working, you know, and sometimes we might have mistakes mm -hmm. that we can't see in our writing because our, you know, our brain is Oh, yeah, because we're able, it's to, okay. we're able to write that in another language. <laughs> right. It's not lack of effort. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't even know how to explain it because I don't <laughs> see the mistake there. <laughs> So it, like right. it makes sense in my Dr. brain. Going to Dr. Kiefer worked a lot because she was like, maybe you can fix this this way oh, or nice. write this another way or this doesn't make sense. And I was like, where doesn't it make sense? It's pretty clear to me. <laughs> oh yeah. And and you know what? So. The the benefit is for us, as soon as we get out of law school and we're able to it what, what's gonna be easier for me is I'm gonna write in English once I professionalize <laughs> this this writing. And I'm going to translate it in Spanish and man, it's hopefully it sounds the same. <laughs> right. What I heard at the courts was the, was the I same actually... thing. They were just translating it. <laughs> and you know, when you're bilingual, I don't know if this has happened to you because, well, I was born in New York and then when I was like six months old, my parents went to Puerto Rico and then when I was four years old they came back so I've been switching like oh, my wow. primary language oh yeah a bunch of times and like I was talking to this to my husband and I told him you know what I think in the next couple of years or maybe while I'm an attorney this is going to start to happen with Spanish <laughs> <laughs> because after so many years of working writing and doing everything in English you know it, we're switching so it's that constant switch mm -hmm. of what's oh, yeah. your primary language well, I will say I feel like 
there's what's happened to me is that the things I've learned in English have stuck in English. So I think eventually with law, particularly, we're just kind of our brains are going to do it in English because we don't. That's how we were mm -hmm. taught instead of the other way around. And then, you know, everything else that we initially learned in Spanish will like that's how that's what's happened to me is the things like parts of my degree undergraduate degree I only know those things in English and I do translate back to Spanish but it's not as natural as the things I learned yeah, so, in Spanish yeah and some some words are not they Completely don't exist and that, that's my English. issue right is that mm -hmm. you get such a great word in Spanish and it's not as descriptive in English so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just not as good <laughs> but yeah I, I feel you on that because my uh, before I did this I did mediations and you know, I'm in Texas, so primarily Spanish mediations. I think it was 60%. And it, it is it is mm -hmm. difficult because you get a term that is a technical term uh, for, for what I was doing for mediation. And you just can't say it in Spanish because, shoot, what is that technical term in Spanish? Like, what is going to sound right? Because I, sound, I, I sounded more like conversational Spanish when I translated it and transcribed it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I had that happen all the time at my job before law school uh -huh. because you're translating uh -huh. legal documents to clients in Spanish and you're just and you end up explaining what the word means finding a word because some things just are not right <laughs> like you just can't do or that even if you find the word no one oh yeah it before <laughs> right and you know like people are not familiar with with legal language on its own so even if I do tell you the word like, I don't, I, how do I explain yeah, it to a client? Yeah, I completely what agree that with you. Means. I mean, but that's the change mm -hmm. that we're making here in law school is trying to, to learn how to give plain English and plain Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm glad that you're advocating so much for us. Yeah, I didn't uh, know I that. mean, I've been trying. It, it's just, I, I can tell you this, <laughs> it scares me because I'm trying to keep my head down also because I do know where I'm at and I do know my surroundings and 98% white and I am that 0.2%, whatever that may be. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that I don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you would think, right. But I feel like my name's on the list now. <laughs> well, this is where you see the, you know, people are actually applying oh, yeah. that inclusion to that diversity because it's not about just being diverse. It's also about, you know, including oh yeah different people. Yeah. And listening, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm so glad you you accepted to share with us your yeah, experiences today. It, it was a pleasure being here. And it, it almost feels relieving to talk to somebody about it. Because, I mean, obviously, I can't, can't talk to many people about this and uh, this experience. But... Uh, a good outlet yeah. for I mean y'all y'all need to create a student panel y'all need to go ham <laughs> because this, 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 is, this is something <laughs> that you'll have and uh thank you for letting me be a part of it thank you for being yeah. part of it yeah yeah no thank you yeah so um I guess that's it I don't know if you want to um add anything else I, I got nothing I feel like we talked about everything <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had to cut this part because we didn't, we like, we were so like um, excited about having you and talking about all these different things. We didn't, didn't talk about how we're going to end it. 
I got you. Here. <laughs> Just give me a second. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Brandon, for joining us. Uh, this is officially our longest episode. So thank you so much. <laughs> We really had a great time. And for anyone listening, thank you for sticking around. And we'll yeah, see you in the next one. Yeah, everybody, good luck. <laughs> yes, good luck yeah. on finals. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.